0: Good evening and welcome to episode 220. 12 of the private property podcast i'm your host Kumalo. it's a wednesday edition of the private property podcast we're doing things slightly differently than how we usually do it on a wednesday but as usual we're going to be bringing you a hot property topic and helping you better navigate your property journey so do make sure that you've got your notes ready uh, certainly be ready to engage with us as you often do on our social media platforms you can follow myself on at zamantunga underscore k on twitter as well as on instagram well this evening's conversation is one for the property investors we're looking at a property investors guide to surviving the pandemic and i was saying to my guest, you know off air that if anything the 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 big aim of this conversation is to help I say the two kinds of property investors that uh, we probably have out there. One who's trying to weather the financial storm that is COVID-19 because we've also seen a lot of property investors you know, struggling with um, the pandemic. Some of them, they're in their personal lives, uh, their jobs have been affected and you know, they've had to make certain cuts that unfortunately do affect their property investments. Uh, and then, of course, there's the other bucket where they're investors who are looking to strike while the iron is hot, as it were. With many of them looking to take advantage of the historically low um, interest rates, but also looking to fill in the gaps that they're seeing in, you know, in the market and. F- the various opportunities that they're able to spot as you know they keep abreast with the latest in property. And we see quite a lot of opportunities coming up. I think if you're best positioned to be able to take advantage of them, this is probably a good time uh, to go into that. So this conversation is about helping both kinds of entrepreneurs, those who probably need to, you know, find a mechanism to weather the financial storm and make tough decisions uh, that will get them through to the other side as it were and also those who are now ready to make that bold move Uh, perhaps all these months you've been slightly scared but you're now ready uh, to do just that well that is what we're going to be looking at this evening i want to hear from you at home which bucket do you fall in are you the property investor who is currently struggling and trying to find different ways you know to patch uh, things up in order for your property portfolio to not be too negatively affected uh, right now Perhaps you're struggling with placing tenants, you're struggling with, uh, you know, your tenants paying on time. Or are you the property investor who is now ready to strike while the iron is hot as well? Or you've already started doing that. I mean, we heard in the tail end of last year that one of our viewers had already bought five properties all uh, you know, fully bonded with uh, APSA and they're quite happy with the decision that they made perhaps you're in that position where you're not able to better take advantage of some of these opportunities. Do let us know down here below which bracket you think you fall in. Perhaps you're a slight combination of both. I want to hear from you. Now as it is Wednesday even though we're doing things slightly differently, something that is not different is that later on in the evening at 8pm you can look for to the first time home buyers show with ST Classen. Course that comes to your screens every single Wednesday at 8 p.m. Where SC Clarson has a conversation with somebody who has walked the first time home buying journey. And if you at home have a great story about your first time home buying journey, well, SD wants to speak to you. Do slide into our DMs and share what that story is. And you could potentially be featured on the first time home buy show with SD Classen on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Now, another show that you can look forward to. To is the farming podcast with Umbali Nwoko. Now that comes to your screens every Tuesdays and Thursdays at eight PM. And if you've got an interest in agriculture, and it doesn't matter where in the agricultural value chain you have an interest in, well, that show is for you. Umbali, as an uh, as a as a farmer herself, you know, helps you through better understand. What you can potentially anticipate, and she speaks to various experts within the agricultural landscape. So do make sure that you tune into the Farming Podcast every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 Now, as you know, I love saying over the weekend, we never leave you alone because Chad brings you the first, the the home shopper show rather uh, at uh, Saturdays and Sunday at 1pm. And that is a show that you can look forward to. if You are currently shopping for a property in an estate or complex and you want to get a better sense of what you can expect should you move into that particular property. Well, do make sure that you tune into Chad every weekend as he brings you a great snapshot of some of what you can um, certainly experience Now, one of the other things that I know you always expect from us is to always have a great giveaway up our sleeves. And we love delivering that one because, as you know, we are running the Sherlock Holmes competition. We kick-started it uh, seven weeks ago. We're now in the seventh week uh, of this 12-week-long competition where every single week we get to give away a 5,000-rand voucher to one lucky viewer at home. And in order for you to stand a chance of walking away with that Our voucher all you have to do is to go onto our website on www.privateproperty.co.za and let us know where the riddle takes you now the clue for week seven i think this one is slightly difficult i mean the past few weeks have actually been slightly easy but the clue for week seven is in the sleepy hamlet of mcgregor idyllic family home awaits with a garden made of vineyards there's even extra space for granny if you think you know where this riddle uh leads you then do go do make sure that you go onto our website and enter the Sherlock Holmes competition now something that you can look forward to later on this evening we will be announcing the lucky winner of the 500 rand cash spot prize for this competition remember you have to watch until the end because if we call your name you need to text us down below in order to claim that 500 grand in cash well to get us started with this conversation this evening we are looking at a property investor's guide to surviving the pandemic and our guest is somebody who needs no introduction we are joined by eco cargren who's the founder of B grand holdings eco good evening and thank you so much for joining us
1: good evening zama and uh, good evening to your viewers as well
0: It's only a pleasure, you know, it's always such a pleasure to talk property with you, Echo. I think one of the big things with our conversation this evening is we've got so many property investors who are either, and I've seen this, it's either they're just struggling right now and, and are just trying to stay afloat, trying to get the right tenant. Or some are just doing incredibly well, are able to add uh, more properties into their portfolio, are finding really interesting deals uh, to be a part of. And sometimes you're not the only person in the deal. You're working with other people to finance a particular deal or to structure for a, a particular deal. I want us to, you know, help both sets of investors uh when it comes to surviving this pandemic. Because I think one of the things that this pandemic is calling on so many of us is to be able to adapt, to pivot, uh, but also to just you know buckle up, especially uh, if you're perhaps looking to make a big financial decision and you may not have the means to finance it, let us perhaps, Echo, start with you know the property investors who are not doing so well, as opposed to those who are looking for you know climbing higher and higher. Yeah. Let's start with the with a basket that isn't doing so well. You know what? How can you best sort of help the property investors that are currently struggling in this economic climate?
1: okay so zama i think just to get straight to one of the points is to to keep a gratitude mindset right because i mean that's what the pandemic um provides and and delivers to us in terms of the challenges and the calamities that we face so the question now is how do you how do you then go about creating gratitude mindset and and the thing is once you've created a gratitude mindset you come from an angle of abundance mindset rather than a scarcity mindset right and and with an abundance mindset you'll be able to focus on the limitless opportunities that's uh, that's that's within the calamities that we're facing now and i think a part of it is to step back and look and, and analyze and listen and understand what's going on. And I think by focusing on what you have and being grateful for what you have, you will be able to get that. So a question that probably one, one will ask is, how do you then develop a gratitude mindset? And to me, it's a four, four basic principles that I follow every single day. Whether it's a good uh, climate or a bad climate is the same thing. The first thing is to focus on gratitude when you wake up and by that meaning being thankful for the things that you have right and you do the same thing before you go to bed because remember the pandemic this pandemic has swept away a whole lot of people and the fact that you are alive we should be grateful for the fact that you've uh, you, you you've made it to the night it's 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 a blessing it's it's more than the material, Aspect of things that we're chasing. So I think once, you, once you're able to have that kind of attitude, then you'll be able to get somewhere. And what I also do and what I did consistently during the pandemic is to create what you what I call it the, the gratitude journal, where every single day when I woke up, I write down five ideas, minimum three ideas that's going to get me to posit- positively go for- move forward in life. And those are the things that you need to do. And when you do that, you will, you will then basically start to express your gratitude by doing things that will make you feel happier, that will make you more positive about your life instead of just worrying about feeling stressed and being frustrated. And And, and that's one of the advice I can give. Mm.
0: You know, if I actually want us to move to,
1: to a, I want to say a, a
0: pragmatic, uh, almost to do for, um. you know, struggling property investors, because I, I can already see some of them saying, okay, so mindset is important. Um, and having an attitude of gratitude is, is, is an important trade. But the reality is, this is property, this is finance, they're struggling financially, and they need practical tools in terms of what to do uh, from a financial perspective. Because there isn't any amount of, you know, gratitude, feeling gratitude that's going to, um, you know, impact your bank balance. And, and I know a lot of, you know, viewers, as much as you want to cultivate that kind of um, practice, which is very useful, you also need very, practical Um, tools in terms of what to do to financially get you uh, into the right position. So I want us to help those investors in terms of what they can financially do to assess where they are to best equip them to even take perhaps a birth view of their property portfolio, some of the tough decisions that they may have to make. I mean, I know some of the investors, you're having to decide whether to sell or not to sell. Some are, for example, in student accommodation that isn't doing so well and they're struggling to even, you know, Know, change it from student accommodation to something else because they are projected rentals with x amount and they're struggling to get those tenants so from a practical perspective uh, in terms of you know um investors who are in a financially difficult position due to the effects of covid how should they be looking at their finances and how to best overcome uh, the economic hardships of the pandemic
1: okay so with that said the the thing that you need to do is to go back to basics go back to the drawing board right look at the numbers i always say property is a numbers game and i think i always say this on this platform it's a numbers game so and and put emotions aside and just use the mind that's what i always say think use your mind to think rather than using your heart so like you said if you're going through financial difficulties, the first thing you need to understand or you need to do is ask yourself the question, who is my creditor? So the bank or whoever that has borrowed you the money, or sorry, has lent you the money to, 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 to be able to, uh, what you call, be at the, uh, the position that you're in is the person you need to start the conversation with. But to start the conversation with, you need to look at the numbers. Draw up and say, how do I, my way so for example during the pandemic i remember we we got a break from the banks the banks were giving three-month holidays and the rest but again it goes back to the attitude again so if we were not consistently servicing our bond we were not going to have that opportunity so some tenants were not paying for sure but the bank comes and says listen mr x You've been paying for so long, and because that you don't owe anything to us, and we understand where this pandemic is, we're going to give you a three month grace. And those are the things that you need to talk to. And if you didn't qualify, you still need to talk to your bank. You still need to, you don't need to shy away from the situation that you're in. You can only go back as a prodigal son to the person that's giving you that money and say, I cannot pay. And this is, and don't just say, I cannot pay, I give up. I cannot pay. These are my numbers, and this is the proposition I put forward. This is the proposal that I propose that we can, uh, uh, alongside, get through.
0: And, and, you know, I think one of the big things that I certainly want to get a, a bit of perspective from your side on, especially for struggling uh, investors right now, is... At which point do you then decide that, you know what, this isn't quite working, let me offload whether it's one property or two properties from the portfolio? Um, At which point should we uh, be having that conversation with ourselves?
1: At the point that you know that you're going to drown and eco doesn't play a part That is the point that you need to, you know that there's nothing. You've worked out your numbers, you've worked it out, and you can't come out. Like, there's no ways for you to service this bond. And sometimes letting go of what is called a baggage is actually probably a a way to propel you forward, maybe even 10 times forward. So... That again is that conversation. If you cannot service something and it's just going to end up messing up your your credits record, then you need to start having that conversation with the bank or the lender and say to the lender and the lenders will be happily they will, they are they are very helpful to help you to sell actually they can take the deal and give it to estate agents a- a- agents out there to help you find a buyer as quickly. And when you go to the lender, actually what happens is that you get a discount. So lender will say to you, listen, if I sell this property, I know that the market is hard because I know this because in my group, in the mastermind group that I'm in, some of our investors had to do that. And the lender says, listen, we will sell the property value is at 1 million. For example, we're not going to get 1 million in the market but if you sell it through us we're going to sell it at 800,000 rent and then we will give you another 80% discount on the on the 200 that you owe us so eventually you only pay us 40,000 40, rent over time and if you arrange properly with them that 40,000 rent will be paid over 5 years so you still have that you know that relief on your neck and at the same time if you do that properly with the lender, you are not going to be blacklisted. Because remember, the only way that's going to show is you defaulting. Now, if a lender has taken off that property away from you, giving you a discount and brought it down from a 20,000 rent or 10,000 rent to a thousand rent a month, you are actually in a good position. So when the market turns or when your numbers make sense again, and you can breathe properly, you can go back to the same guy and they will they will gladly help you.
0: Mm -mm -mm. I'm this evening in conversation with Echo Quagren, who's a founder of B Grant Holdings. And we're looking at a property investor's guide to surviving the pandemic. I want to hear from you if you're a property investor. uh, If you're currently financially struggling, how have you been able to uh, you know, I'll say weather the storm. I know we're not at the at the end just yet, unfortunately. But how have you been able to navigate the storm that way? And I think that's probably a better way of you know putting it, because we are still, uh, unfortunately, in the middle of the storm. And what have been some of the tough decisions that you've had to make when it comes to your property investment? I've spoken to a number of you know different property investors and landlords who've had to uh, offload certain properties because of financial strain, as opposed to uh, because they want to, you know, finance other property deals. And sometimes it's not the greatest, uh, you know, thing to do because you may have, you know, previously been able to collect really good rentals from that particular property. Perhaps you had really good plans for where you wanted to grow, go with that property um, in your property portfolio. But as the effects of COVID uh, are affecting us in different ways and in different forms, you've had to reassess your portfolio as, as much as possible and make the tough decision of letting go of some of the properties so do let me know if you found yourself in that particular position was it a difficult um you know thing to navigate and and were you able to just sit down and have very realistic and tough conversations about what you can and cannot do financially and the and the strains really of of perhaps your property portfolio because it is quite strenuous, especially if you've bought into a sectional title and the various associated costs of you know owning in a sectional title can be very, very strenuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I want Echo for us to move to the second type of investor, as I mentioned to you earlier. The investor who is Uh, now in a position to take advantage of the, we'll say the COVID-19 crisis. There's certainly been a lot of property opportunities um, that I've seen and that many other property investors have seen Many of them have started taking advantage of them and and they're very exciting. I mean, some investors have been waiting and kind of, you know, they have some properties in their books, but they've also been putting money aside. They've been managing their portfolio well. And only now when this crisis has come, this for them is a great opportunity to make big bold moves. I want us to have a conversation about people who are now ready for will say those big bold moves and how they can best position themselves so that they don't find themselves drowning because i think one of the the dangers of this you know environment this economic climate the market that we're finding ourselves in is it can be very easy to get excited about where we are with the low interest rates seeing certain opportunities And then over gearing or putting down far too much money and not doing thorough diligence and Hmm. only to find later on that you may have financially shot yourself in the foot. So for the property investors who are, Ready to, you know, make those bold moves. How do they best make sure that they don't overextend themselves uh, in such a way that, in the next, you know, whether it's the next quarter or later on in the year, they don't find themselves financially struggling uh, because of some of the decisions that they may have made uh, during this particular economic climate?
1: Okay. So again, so that's a very good question, uh, Zama, because. COVID has proven that nothing is permanent, right? So all good things will one day come to an end and all bad things one day comes to an end as well. So, so nothing is permanent. So, and from experience, if you've seen how people are struggling, people being laid off at work, people not going to work, people not being able to do anything and you find yourself in that position to actually take advantage of this calamity, then that's good because it's, that's, that's not bad. But again, you need to go back to the numbers. For example, what we do is, even though the interest rate is sitting at 7%, we do our numbers on 12%. And that's what we've always been doing, by the way. Because we always say, when, when things are really, really bad, would we still be able to wash our face? And that is the question you need to ask yourself all the time. If things go bad, take care of the negatives because the positive take care of themselves. That is the thing. So have, have a positive mindset, but be cautious in your approach. That's, that's, that's what they need to do. So again, you run the numbers and you say, if, what, is the, what is the return on investment that am I looking to get? And stress 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 that return on investment number, so that when things really turn bad, you will still be able to discount the market. So if you remember when we had the conversation, I think in the last three uh, episode that I was I was on this platform, and I said, "Bigrand is doing quite well. Were we collecting a hundred percent rent house? No, we were only collecting sixty percent of the rent house. But because we were very conservative." With our cash flow, we were able to meet. Yes, of course, we got we got we got we got um, grace period from the bank. Did we really need it? That's a question to be answered. But because we've worked out and we were very conservative, we were able to weather the storm somehow. And then now that the market is opening and we've seen a lot of tenants coming in, it's also a good thing for us. So. All I say is that do your 60-40 approach to say that at least 40% of the time, you're going to get a bad market. And therefore, your 60% should be able to cover the loan that you've collected or you've, you've, you've asked for from the bank.
0: And you know, Echo, I actually like that tip because one of the things that uh, we had even been saying on the show when interest rates started going down last year, because even from as early as this time last year, this was obviously before we went online, we'd seen interest rates, you know, starting to go down prior to lockdown. Lockdown happens, and of course, we saw the various decreases. One of the big things was if you're going to be making property decisions you need to almost use the interest rates as of last year, January, right? Mm. And and see if you are able to still service The the debt that you're going to be taking on And even perhaps go a step further Maybe you might want to make it just slightly Higher than that because we don't Know how the market is going to recover uh, You know in the coming months And and, and as much as all Of the uh, predictions so far Has been that we're going to stay In in fairly low interest Rates um, for most of This year if not for all of this year Perhaps even uh, you know in the beginning Part of next year you want To because this is a property investment you're in it for the long run. You yeah. want to have made the kind of estimations that come this time next year. If the interest rate, uh, you know, goes back to where we were this time last year. Uh, you can still afford it. If it goes slightly higher, you're still able to afford it because you budgeted budgeted uh, for, for higher interest rates and you're not finding yourself, you're struggling and your portfolio isn't struggling because you underestimated uh, interest rates or you made financial decisions based on only low interest rates and didn't factor in all the other costs. Because I think okay, one of the other things that we're seeing is interest rates aside, The cost of everything else associated with a a particular home is going up from, you know, the rates and taxes, the levies themselves, everything, electricity, all the utility bills have gone up. So it's almost as though using interest rates alone actually isn't sufficient. You want to also look at where the current costs are of the other associated um, you know, cost of owning a home, load, of owning a home rather, and also almost you know increase that perhaps by ten percent. See yes. if you will still be able to afford it. Uh, underestimate the amount of rental you think you will collect because I think Echo. I don't know if you've seen this. I think a lot of times, uh, you know, when property investors are running their numbers, especially when they're still new in the game, they overestimate how much they think. Uh, they'll collect in rental. I know I did this um, and I got burnt quite badly, <laughs> but we tend to overestimate
1: our, our, our yields when we are starting off, wouldn't you say, Echo? Yes. No, you're right because um, people believe that they can change the markets. That is, that is where the problem lies. People will come in and say, oh, yeah, but they're collecting 1,000 rent right now, but you know, if I fix this and I fix that, I will collect 2,000, 3,000. That is the wrong approach because you can't, you can't nobody can make the market. The, the market fixes itself. COVID has proven it again. So, so with the market being, the market determines where it is. And it could also, as you're saying, what I was actually thinking on top of my head is that the area that you've bought into, we don't know how the future lies with that area. Forget about the pandemic. It could be an area that's going down. It could be some, God forbid, some drug dealer is going to be on that street and all these people want to sell because they're not having a peace of mind because prostitutes are running on the street. And therefore, your rental that you anticipated is actually going to be stagnant or even lower because nobody wants to stay in a place that they don't have proper security. So those are all the things, the economic factors that you need to plug into your model to make That decision. So even though you plug in the numbers model, you also need to bring in the what you call that that emotional aspect of it, so that you can have a a balance. You know, there's no such a thing as a balance, but you you kind of get closer to a balanced model. So what you've just said, you've just hit the the nail on the head. Mm. The,
0: the only pushback uh, I, I will throw your way, there, Echo, is it doesn't matter if sex workers move into your neighbourhood. May slightly change the composition of, uh, you know, the tenant profile, but there certainly isn't anything wrong there. Now, Echo, I think then to, to, you know, slightly wrap up our conversation. For, for both our investors, because as, as we've already so greatly pointed out is, you know sometimes you may be going through a difficult time financially as a property investor, and you very likely have to make the tough decision of perhaps offloading a, a property or two, perhaps even more, going back to the drawing board especially when you realize that trying to keep that property is costing you too much and the amount of rental that you collect especially where the price points are at this moment because i think that's also an important thing to to look at that uh, tenants are able to negotiate their rental at this moment they're able to shop around a bit more so perhaps you're not able to collect the kind of rental that you wanted or that you previously were able to collect that the rising costs of you know maintaining or keeping that particular property is bleeding your property quite significantly when you look at all of that sometimes you may have to uh, make the tough decision of letting go of that property and offloading it as early as possible in your portfolio there's nothing wrong with that i think you also Mm -hmm. just shouldn't feel ashamed of it uh, mm. sometimes you may have bought just slightly too high it's it's often the, the the pressure pains that a lot of us have had to uh learn you know when they say when a few years down the line you'd be like look these are some of the mistakes that we've made and i know mm. a lot of us made tricky mistakes when we we're starting mm. off uh, with some of our earlier purchases but also then to the more seasoned investors or perhaps those who are looking to take advantage of where the market currently is do not overgear gear yourself uh, you know, don't overextend yourself. I think as Echo was saying, try be prudent in your estimations and rather work with a higher interest rate than where we're currently at now and see if you'd still be able to afford it at that price point. Uh, and if not, perhaps maybe rein it back just slightly because we don't know how long we're still going to be feeling the economic effects of this COVID-19. Now, Echo, before I let you go, I think what's the one thing that both sets of investors should should always bear in mind when it comes to you know, making sure that they get through the other side of this pandemic in the best financial position possible?
1: Okay, so I think I will just sum it up in three-folds. The first thing is you must surround yourself with the right people. So you must have a mastermind group. You must have a network of people, knowledge that you can tap into, whether you're a seasoned investor or you're just a newbie. You never stop learning. So that's one. Second thing is you must be able to adapt to change and adapt to change very quickly so that you can enjoy change and be ready to change quickly again and again. And that's exactly similar to what you've just said by saying that you need to, you need to be very careful in terms of not overgearing yourself, right? So, so that's... And that third point is the best asset you have is what is in between your ears, your mind, right? So you shouldn't lose your head because it's the best part of your body. So keep on thinking, keep on thinking and learn and educate yourself. And don't be shy to ask for advice. We all make mistakes, but the best person is the person who makes mistakes, corrects the mistakes, learn from experienced people and bounce back. There's no, you you don't have to have ego in this kind of business, like you said, if you if you drowning, there's no there's nobody stopping you to sell your property. So you have to just mind your own business because at the end of the day, nobody put a gun to your head to go buy that property. You did. You made that decision. So, irrespective of what Echo thinks or what Zama thinks, the question is: Would you be able to come out successfully? And then repackage your portfolio so that you can have somebody to pay for the bond. Basically, you need to think to be the middleman between yourself, and the, the tenant, and the lender. Lender says, I want one rent. Tenant must be able to give you 150 cents. That is my advice.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're going to leave it there. That is Eko Kwagren, who's a founder of Beef Grand Holdings. Thank you so much, Echo, for joining us this evening. It's always a pleasure talking property
1: with you. It, it's a pleasure, Zama. Have a good
0: day. And we're going to leave it there with Echo. But as you know, because it is a Wednesday, we've got that 500 Rand spot prize giveaway. You have to stay on the live in order to claim your prize. If we call out your name, we want you to drop us a message down here below. We're going to go for a quick break and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to episode 212 of the Private Property Podcast. I'm your host, Uzama Kumalo. Well, it is the time of the evening where we get to give away 500 grand cash spot prize for our Sherlock Holmes competition. If we call your name, I'm going to give you a minute to drop us a text down here below in order to clean your prize. And the potential winner of that 500 grand cash prize is Queen Targo queen targo if you're watching you're on the live drop us a message down here below to claim your 500 grand cash prize that is queen taco and if you want to be like queen all you have to do is enter the Sherlock Holmes competition on our website that's www.privateproperty.co.za and every wednesdays and thursdays we pick a lucky winner who walks away with 500 grand in cash just by entering the competition. And all you have to do to claim that prize is to be watching us live. And when we call your name, send us a message to claim your prize. So Queen Tago, we are waiting for you to send us that message uh, down here below. I'm going to give you a minute to just uh, drop us a message. I'm also waiting for my colleague to let me know. Ah, there we go. Queen Tago saying I'm here. Well, congratulations, Queen. You walk away with the 500 grand cash uh, spot. Prize for our Sherlock Holmes competition. And um, I love it when people are watching us live because then they get to get their money instead of watching the following day and realizing that, you know, that one episode you missed is the one where we called your name. Well, that's certainly more incentive for you to make sure you do not miss any episode of the Private Property Podcast. Well, that's it for me. Zamandungwa Kumalo and the rest of the team. Uh, Mbalino got, well, not even, but it's actually Wednesday this evening. So it's Esti Klassen will be taking you for the first time home by show at 8 p.m. Until then, hoping you're staying home and staying safe.